It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Perry Woods, and indeed, welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019-941 News Talk STL. I'm Tony Colombo in studio with producer Leah and my partner, Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors. How are you, buddy? Hey, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I don't know why I'm thanking Perry. He kicked my butt at, on the lake last weekend. And bad? Bad. I mean, ugly bad? Not ugly bad. But he definitely kicked my butt. Caught more fish than I did. And uh, I struggled. It was beautiful out there. I'm going to blame my son because <laughs> he's six years old. And <laughs> what's he going to do about it? <laughs> but uh, he's, he, this is, we're at a crucial moment with him. And this is such a big deal for all parents out there, especially when you, when you are taking your kids fishing. He's right at the cusp of being able to do it all by himself. Yep. You know, it used to be I had to do everything. I had to bait the hook. I had to cast it. I help him reel it in, pretend like he's the one catching it. But he can he can bait the hook. He can cast it. I mean, we're just talking about a bobber and catch a bluegill yep. off the dock, you know. So it's more like dropping it in the water than casting it in the water. But But he can still do all that. But he's not. He's he tries. It's not like a fear thing. He but he's not able to get the fish off the hook yet. Yeah. So it was and and when you're talking about this time of year, Lake of the Ozarks and bluegill off the dock, it's you know the second that anything hits the water. Yeah. So yeah. perfect. <laughs> I, for I'm picking up my fishing pole. I'm going to cast. Dad, I need your help. Put it back down. And go. <laughs> yep. yep. Pick up my fishing pole. Get ready to cast. Dad, I need your help. Put it down. And meanwhile. He's catching fish. Perry's catching fish. Tony's not catching any fish. <laughs> That's a good time, though. Oh, it was great. It was beautiful. I hope I uh, don't know that I'll be able to get as much fish again this weekend as I did last weekend, but I plan to, to, to get down to the water at least for a little while this weekend as well. I hope you guys are able to do the same. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, we'll talk some fishing as we go through the afternoon. We're also going to talk to our friend Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. He's going to join us in a few minutes. And, of course, in a little bit later on, in about a half hour from now, 35 minutes from now, we will bring you the fishing report. We always do that in the third segment of the show each and every week. So if you are going to be out on the water this weekend anywhere in the bi-state area, we have got you covered and uh, we know a lot of people uh, take the show with them. So you can hear us, of course, every Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on News Talk STL. You can hear us right now on Sundays at noon also. But if you're subscribed to the Bluff City Outdoor Show podcast, you can listen to us anywhere, anytime, take it with you. And I know a lot of guys do specifically for the fishing report because um, that can be a big help when you are out and about this weekend. So we will get to all of that. And speaking of fishing and speaking of kids fishing... Uh, very cool event that is now just one week away. One week away. Out of yep. Pier Marquette. Tell folks. Yeah, it's uh, the kids fishing uh, pair up there, Pier Marquette. Ton of activities for them. They actually have a like a checklist. They go to do different uh, type of, it's almost like a Boy Scout, you know, Cub Scout merit badge system. Mm-hmm. So they go by and they do activities and they get them checked off. And uh, it's, people love it. It's uh, very family friendly. 
and uh, they get a good crowd and uh, there's just a lot for the kids to do that is really really cool and that is june 10th june 10th so it's next saturday uh depending on when you're listening to this if you're listening on uh, saturday morning on on news talk sdl a week from today uh if you're listening on saturday at pier marquette and uh i'm gonna try to get out there i know you guys both yeah, we're gonna, gonna be out there. out there yeah uh definitely come out there and check it out i think our buddy uh, mike marfell is gonna yeah, be Mike's out planning there on helping me as too. well out, out there as well so uh hope to see everybody out there and as we've talked mark in the past you know it's so important to get the kids at a young age involved in fishing and all of these activities for the great outdoors you know just sort of instill that in them from the very yeah, beginning. if you get, I mean, there's that old saying: if you teach a, you know, teach your kids mm-hmm. to, to fish and hunt, then you don't have to go hunting for your kids because <laughs> you know what they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot to be said about that. Yep, absolutely. That is uh, great stuff. So make sure that you put that on the calendar and be a part of the kids' uh, fishing fair. Is that the way to say it? Yeah, they call it, it kids' fishing fair. Kids' yep. fishing fair at Pier Marquette on June 10th. Hope to see you out there for that. Um, how are things in the shop? What are we hearing? We, we, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've talked to guys like Mike Marfell and Gabe Montgomery, the 10 horse Monty. And, uh, we had, uh, the fishing guide on the show last week, uh, the Jason. Captain, Jason. Yep. Um, uh, and all these guys, all these fishermen that are out on the water and doesn't matter where they're at Lake of the Ozarks fishing for largemouth bass or in the Mississippi river fishing for catfish. It's it's we're in full go season right now yeah, yeah. it's it's been full go yeah. i mean it's uh you know we're starting to come off the spawns of crappie and bass so there's a you know now they're falling to their post-spawn pa- patterns more of a summertime pattern so yep. uh, catfish are still spawning and uh, i think the white bass might be starting to spawn i'm oh, not sure when yeah. they spawn. you don't hear as much about that no but man what a great what a fun fish what a to fin, catch. fun fish to what catch. a fight what a great fight yep i and love it they hit hard. They hit hard. Those white bass and smallmouth bass. Those yep. are a couple because I'm usually out there bass fishing when I'm on the water, and uh, yeah, there's a there's a something cool about that fight with the, yeah, it is. the white bass yep. and, they're and just, smallmouth bass. They're just hard fighting fish. They are. They are. That's fantastic. Um, got a lot of stories to talk about. There's a couple of national stories that are um, out there right now that uh, uh, that I want to get Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. There was a, a, a ruling that uh, regarded a couple of Missouri hunters were getting sued uh, for trespassing while they were hunting for a maneuver called corner crossing. And a federal judge just weighed in and, and defended these Missouri hunters. So I want to get into that story because I think it's a... Uh, it's a very interesting issue and could set some precedent moving forward in a positive way for hunters across the country and especially here in our area. So want to get into that. I also saw something, Mark, this weekend at the lake. I almost told you the story off the air and then I was like, no, I want to get his genuine reaction on the show about this. I saw somebody catch a fish in a manner that I have never seen before in my life at the Lake of the Ozarks this past weekend. It was crazy. And I want to see if you've ever even heard of somebody doing this before. And I want to hear if Tim has heard about it before as well. So uh, we are going to take our first quick break. And we will be right back with Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors show here on 1019 and 94. News Talk, STL. Perfect place in mind 
You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. It flows underneath the 32 bridge and cuts through the heart of South Georgia. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019-941 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here with producer Leah and the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, Mark McMurray. And joining us on the line, our guest this week is Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors back on the show with us. Tim, how are you, my friend? I'm great, guys. Great to talk to you. Happy yeah. Saturday. Great to have you on with us, and as I was saying in that last segment, I don't know what's going on this week, but there's a whole bunch of stories that I wanted to talk about that all kind of hit it once uh, this week, so I'm going to dive right in here, and the first thing that I want to talk about is something that I was just talking to Mark about a moment ago. I saw something at the Lake of the Ozarks this past weekend while I was down fishing uh, off our dock that I have never seen before in my life. And I wanted to see if either of you had ever heard of this. So there, um, you know, we did get out on the boat a little bit this past weekend, but it's Memorial Day weekend at the lake, you know, the main channel. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's just nuts. So there was, we spent a lot of time fishing off the bank, fishing off the docks and just staying out of that, uh, that craziness. And there's definitely a lot of that going on. There's a lot of people down there fishing this weekend and, uh, you know, uh, obviously a lot of people out there in the big uh, cruisers running around as well. And as we're fishing off our dock, there's a, uh, a couple, a uh, man and a woman, just just walking down the sidewalk and occasionally casting into the, to the water, as you normally see. And I wasn't really paying very much attention to him. And then I look over, and he's not very far away from, from where, where we were, seriously maybe 30 yards at the most. And I see that he has climbed over the little the little rope fence and climbed down onto the rocks in the ba- uh, onto the bank of the lake, and he's standing about knee deep in the water, and he's bent down, and he's obviously like concentrating on what he's doing, and then all of a sudden he jerks up, and he's holding the fish. So I call Perry yeah. and I call my and I call I call Perry and I call my son over. I'm like, hey guys, come on, look, look at this. This guy, I said he's noodling over here off the and he just caught a catfish. No, it was a largemouth bass. Really? With his hands. Oh. <laughs> right? I said he's noodling. I said, I said, oh look at that. He caught that fish. I was like, he's noodling for catfish over there. And Perry, who had a different angle on it, he goes, That's not a catfish, that's a bass. And I'm like, he did not catch a bass with his hands. That's a catfish. We've been doing it wrong this whole time. I know. Mark, have you ever heard? Mark, have you ever heard of anybody catching? Like I said, I've heard of noodling. I've I've heard of catching catfish with your bare hands. I've never seen anybody catch. And this was like, this fish was right on the edge of being a a keeper. I I don't know if he was, if he wasn't 15 inches, he was real close. So it was, it was, this was a decent fish. And (laughs) this guy... Caught with his hands. I wonder what possessed him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I will say that. Yeah, go ahead. So, you know, a few years ago, I was out trapping, super cold. There, it was out at an Oak Brook golf course. They had a little waterfall area, and the, everything was frozen up except at the bottom of that waterfall. And the fish were just crammed in there. It was oh. an eagle coming down every day, going down and getting them a couple fish. Mm-hmm. So I walked down there to see what, he, what fish he was getting. I was, like I said, trapping there. And the bass and catfish were all 
just huddled up in their yeah. oxygen. Yeah, had, yeah. Had, but right. they were so lethargic. I was reaching down there and picking them up with my right, and right, just setting them up on the bank and picking the ones I wanted to take and clean. Yeah, and uh, so but that's a little but bit that's different because that is, they yeah. were they couldn't already move. Yeah, they were and so they were up. all grouped up and and smashed but, uh, in that one. That's spot pretty for cool, a reason. Though, yeah, you know. yeah. And Tim, to answer your question, it it like what possessed him apparently. And we didn't talk to, you know, like we, sh- you know, shouted at it a couple times, like, well, where to go? And he walked over and to show uh, my my son, who's six years old, like, he, you know, does he want to see the fish? And I was like, yeah, I want to see the fish. I want to see the fish. <laughs> yeah, he had he had a little bit of uh, he had a little bit swagger. of uh, swagger to him after catching a, a largemouth bass with his hands. Um, but he said that he said that he ran the uh, that he ran. I don't know what he was fishing with. But he said that he he ran the lure right in front of the fit, right in front of this guy multiple times, and it just didn't move. So he was like, "So I just climbed in and and grabbed him." And he was he wasn't it wasn't like it was a fair it was a healthy looking fish. It was in his like you know in his hands and on the dock. It was very active. It was you know it it was it wanted back in the water. It wasn't like it was half dead or anything. So I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know why. I, apparently he thought that, hey, he's not moving and I'm, and I'm hitting him in the nose with, with this lure. So I'm just going to climb in and catch him with my hands. That's pretty cool. There go. That never happens. Like, I'd love that to happen with me and a white tail buck. <laughs> a monster buck just standing there in the middle of the woods, not a care in the world. Just, just stay in the stand, just stay up in the tree stand until it gets underneath you. And then, you know, Ooh. Macho Man Randy Savage off the top and game Ooh, on. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when I was like 10 years old, my buddy and I were, were fishing a silica pit up in north central Illinois. And, um, and, and we found a dead largemouth bass that, that easily went like eight pounds on the shore. And uh, and a guy was walking past, and he was like, "Hey, you kids catch that fish?" I was like, "No, it's dead." I mean, it was kind of turning gray. He's like, "Hang on a second, I got a camera back at the car. This was probably 1993 or 94. I'll go get the camera. I'll come back. I'll take your picture." The newspaper loves it when kids catch big fish like this, and so you can just tell them you caught it, and they'll put you in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> and my inner, like my inner, and that's when you like, fled. You can't, you, can't, you can't do this. Yeah, you can't like because I wanted to be a professional bass angler when I was a kid, and I'm oh. like, I can't have like my oh. first big thing in the newspaper be a uh, hoax. Yeah. The rest of my life is going to be a hoax. We but would. We that, couldn't start it. Somebody would dig back into the. <laughs> into the archives and find Tim Shelzik's been a fraud since the beginning of his life. (laughs) (laughs) And no one's surprised. (laughs) Uh, The other, one of the other big stories that I wanted to uh, talk about today, Tim, and I sent you this article a couple days ago because I wanted to, um, I knew that this was something I wanted to talk to you about. And I think this is a very positive story and sets a, a, a precedent that is very positive for hunters in, in across the country, a, Federal judge ruled that four Missouri residents didn't trespass when they corner crossed through the airspace over private land uh, on a trip to Wyoming earlier. Uh, This actually was in 2021 that this happened, but this ruling just came down this past week. Uh, There was a civil lawsuit that this was involved in. A year after the hunters were declared not guilty in a Wyoming criminal court, uh, Chief U.S. District Judge dismissed much of a subsequent civil federal lawsuit this week filed by 
Elk Mountain ranch owner and uh, wealthy pharmaceutical magnate Fred Elsman. And I don't want to I don't want to bore everybody with all the details, but I just want to set some of the, um, uh, you know, fill in some of the story here. So these guys are apparently from Steelville, Missouri, and they were hunting. And you can do a better job of of explaining exactly what corner crossing means. But I, I think the layman's version, Tim, is. Uh, they're hunting on 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 public lands like they can, and you'll get to sometimes a spot where um, you know there's like public land butted up against private property, and there's kind of like yeah. a four corner situation. And to stay in the to stay on public property, you kind of have to jump over the little corner part right there. And apparently, these guys even set up a ladder to do it, so they never actually even put their foot down onto the private property. But mm-hmm. the simple act of crossing that corner, this landowner said, you can't do that. You violated my private property, even the airspace of it by climbing over it. And uh, thankfully, a judge now twice in both the criminal case and civil case have said, uh, no, they didn't do anything wrong. Can you kind of uh, explain that story from a, uh, the standpoint of a hunter? Yeah, and, and, uh, and these guys actually reached out to a Wyoming game warden before they did this to check to make sure that their plan was legal. Hmm. So they had done their due diligence prior to this, uh, this act. And it's a little bit lost on us here in the Midwest. Um, We're not used to having kind of checkerboarded public ground. I mean, there could be public ground out West that is, that literally looks like a checkerboard with no pub, with no other access. It could be landlocked with the exception of, Two, like you imagine you have two squares and they're both just touching on their corresponding corners. And that's the only place that you could get to it unless you had permission from the landowner of the adjacent property. Mm. So, so it would be Elk Mountain Ranch. This guy, you know, the, the, the pharmaceutical magnate doesn't sound like the kind of guy that's just going to let people permission, uh, give permission to come out there and cross onto this, this piece of public ground that he surrounds. So the only way to get to it is a corner. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys had a great idea just to throw up a ladder uh, and the feet of the ladder were literally never on, on the private ground. Two legs of it were on the one side of the public right. and two legs were on the other side of the public. So it's true. When you're talking about airspace, yeah, like their shoulders intercepted into the airspace of this guy. And, and that was it. And I think he he wanted like $7 million yeah. in damage yeah. inside yeah. of uh, Loss in property value. And, and now- Seven million. Sure. Yep. Now, if, if, that, if that corner becomes a highway for everyone wanting to access that piece of ground- Maybe the elk hunting is impacted there because there's so much intrusion, everyone filtering through there, but not seven million. I mean, that's that's crazy. No, it, it, um, it, it, obviously to me it was to send a message. You you, you do that exactly. to try to send a message to scare people from uh, from doing this again. And as I mentioned, uh, you know, if you you go and you research the story, you'll see that this had garnered mass attention from hunters across the country who were worried about the precedent that it could set one way or the other. So now that it has been settled twice in both a criminal case and a civil case, Tim, do you feel like um, that this is a, this, this was a very good thing for the rights of, of, of people hunting across the country? 
Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a great precedent because otherwise you l- literally would have huge tracts of public ground that would become inaccessible. Mm-hmm. I mean, j- just just completely landlocked and unable for anyone to get to. Unless, I mean, and you couldn't even if if airspace became the determining factor, then you couldn't even have someone drop you in there via helicopter or fly <laughs> you. Right, in. right. If, if it's if, a good point. Yeah, if this airspace is sovereign. Have you, Mark? Have you even ever heard of this? No, not, nothing like that. I have never heard of anything like this, and I think like what what Tim was saying that it's it's not maybe something nearly as common in our area because you don't really see this type of situation being a reality. But I mean, Tim, also to your point, like if 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 he does get away with this, then you don't really have to buy as much land. You could just do it. You could just you know landlock private property, and then nobody can get to it. And basically, that becomes yours too without paying for it. And now you yeah. have land that you're not even not even yours that nobody else could use if mm-hmm. if this was allowed and to happen. The other thing that it highlights is is that so many hunters care about private land. Yes, they care about following the law. Would have been so super easy for these guys to, to take two steps. And go across that uh-huh. corner and say, "I don't care about the private property. I'm just gonna, you know, it's two steps. I'm gonna walk through it." But the it does show you how much they respect the, the, the his private property that they went through the trouble of bringing a ladder. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. Just uh, just a, a crazy story. And I think um, you know having the local connection with the guys being from Missouri, from Steelville. And just the fact that it was a uh, a positive story that I think sets a very good precedent for uh, the rights of, of hunters across the country. I definitely wanted to bring that up. Sounds uh, like common sense prevailed in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is not a, a guarantee. Yeah, not a guarantee. <laughs> not a guarantee these days. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another funny one, another story that's made news this week. The uh, town of Salem, Missouri, the police department in Salem, Missouri... Uh, released a statement, I think yesterday, well, uh, Thursday of this past week, um, reminding citizens that is a, that it is illegal to wrestle bears in the state of Missouri. I don't know. Uh, what's that? Oh, it, it is. It is. Ill- it is illegal to wrestle. Bears. I've, I've got some social posts to take down. I guess. <laughs> Police department uh, notified citizens on social media that there have been bear sightings in the area and they warned people not to feed or interact with the bears. And they specifically went out of their way to say, don't wrestle bears. In fact, they reminded people on this post that it was illegal to wrestle bears in the state of Missouri. And they even posted the language from the statute in the Constitution, the state Constitution, that says uh, promoting or allowing bear wrestling on your property, owning a bear that will be used for bear wrestling or training a bear to wrestle is all illegal. Tim, we've talked about the increased numbers of bears in the state of Missouri recently, but I didn't know that there was a epidemic of people trying to wrestle them. Yeah. Well, there has to be an exception if the bear taunts you. Like if the bear starts something, yeah. then you have to have recourse. And you, you put on your old-fashioned boxing gloves and assume the stance and, and let the bell ring. Let's, yeah. let's go. <laughs> no, this, I mean, this totally sounds like social Darwinism. Like just let it let it play out. If people want to wrestle bears, I say, let, let, you know, if they're okay with being disemboweled over the weekend, then then so be it. 
I've never that, ever seen a bear in the wild. Have you, Mark? I, I haven't either. But when, when you hear something like that, it, it kind of makes me think that maybe you know we as a people have too many laws and, <laughs> right? and not enough common sense. You know, if you need a law like that, holy crap! You, know, you can't fix stupid. Yeah, no kidding. It, it does sound antiquated, like it came from the the days of the early 1900s when bears were part of circus yeah. acts and guys would go in and kind of fake wrestle a bear and rough them up right and, you know the bear was tame that's probably a holdover from those days i think we've it seems like we've kind of moved on like that doesn't well people maybe like polio they're not going to watch i don't know i right? feel like something must have happened in salem if if they're posting this because <laughs> like it seems like an awfully weird post to make and an awfully specific <laughs> post to make well, without there being a story behind it I'm personally offended. I just, I literally drove through Salem last weekend. We went down to the current river and I'm wondering if they did something specifically for me without mentioning my name. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was it. Exactly. It seems, seems petty of them. So it, 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 uh, it, the, the rise in bear numbers, is that continuing Tim throughout the, the state? I mean, that's one of the reasons that we implemented a bear hunting season in the state of Missouri for the first time, what a year or two ago, um, it's been a, cu- a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think the population was over, they estimated it to be around 800 and I, I don't think it's slowing down. Um, so, so the, they've got another bear season this year, so it's going to continue, going to continue going and they're going to continue monitoring very closely what those bear populations are doing. But, you know, now you're seeing, Bear reports along the I-55 corridor. We had a my my daughter saw a black bear. We live out mm. uh, between Eureka and Fenton, and my daughter saw a black bear uh, in the field behind our house last summer. Did she? So they're definitely around. Did she come get you and tell you to go kick wrestle it? it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wrestle it. Mm-hmm. I just had a thought, and I, that's yeah. probably what I did. But so, <laughs> it's legal for two Homo sapiens to wrestle. It is. And it's probably legal for two bears to wrestle. It is, I would imagine. Are we not passing and creating diverse laws now? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's specie, speciesism. Speciesism. <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, yeah. I, I, what if someone's a trans species? Yeah, I yes. think. It, what, I if, think so, what if you identify as a bear? Yeah, I think if a bear files some legislation, they might have a case in this in this instance. If uh, We'll have to see how that plays out. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen a bear in the wild, but if I did, my first instinct would not be to wrestle it. So I don't. It's what if I could put that thing in a half note? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a little. Uh, it's a little concerning that uh, the police department in Salem, Missouri, uh, found it necessary to make this uh, post on social media, reminding people that it's illegal to wrestle bears. It's just good advice to don't. Well, feed, that's a fact. Don't feed something that can eat you. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, and, and Mark, Mark, you, you kind of like you, you're touching on something that is is related to an adjacent topic, right? Right now, this time of year, people are finding newborn fawns, and they they don't see a doe anywhere nearby, and they think, oh, this fawn's been abandoned. I need to take care of it. Oh, the fawn is fine. The doe, the white-tailed doe, will not be by that fawn because she's a liability for other predators tracking her down via scent, finding that fawn and consuming it. So the fawn will the the doe will spend most of her day away from the fawn grazing and feeding and then come back every now and again and feed it. But 
Uh, but people cause more harm than good when they find a fawn by itself and they think, oh, I got to do something. I got to pick it up and take it inside or take it to a, an animal clinic or whatever. Yeah, MDC won't usually uh, deal with fawns because there's just so many of them and they don't need to be, they don't need to be helped. They, they look helpless. They look small and cute and, and in danger, but they're not just, if you find a fawn, leave it alone. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah, that's actually that, that. That's a great piece of advice, and I think, uh, yeah, to your point, Mark, if, if, if it can eat you, or you know, don't feed it, and and basically in general, let nature be let nature. nature. Let nature. Be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Leave it alone, uh, Tim. Before we let you go, uh, of course, Tim Shelzik is with Drury Outdoors, the One Hundred Percent Wild Podcast. You also uh, have the Legion of Woodsmen, which I know is your um, uh, your efforts in the area of. Sort of tying together the great outdoors and uh, fitness, and you know ways for for guys to uh, to stay in shape and and better their lives. Uh, tell us about the about the podcast and the Legion of Woodsmen before we run out of time. Yeah, we just uh, we just uh, wrapped another podcast with Terry Drury of Drury Outdoors, and so that was that was a fun show. Uh, and uh, we, we just had a, a kind of a neat visit with Kevin Van Dam and Roland Martin. Oh, at um, cool. at the bass the new bass pro shop there in uh, in Sunset Hills and it was just neat and I watched Roland Martin all the time you know when I was growing up mm-hmm. as a kid on TV so it was just it was crazy to get to visit with him but uh, yeah we're kind of peppering in some different topics over the summertime uh, so if people any any place you get your podcast just search for 100 percent wild podcast or Dury Outdoors and will pop up and we, we produce a show at least every week. So uh, always appreciate folks hopping in. We also have the 100% Wild Rack Pack. It's a private Facebook group. People can jump in. We'll post like a little more kind of candid behind the scenes stuff. And then, yeah, Tony, my, I have a, a fitness uh, group that I run on Facebook called the Legion of Woodsmen. Uh, so if you search Legion of Woodsmen, it'll pop up. It's fitness motivation, outdoor advice, tips, uh, all, all kinds of good stuff on just how to better uh, li- uh, live a healthier life so you can enjoy the outdoors to a greater extent. Yeah, great stuff. Tim Shelsvik from Drury Outdoors and the Legion of Woodsmen and the Thinking Woodsmen. It's all out there. Yeah, lots going on, and uh, we always appreciate your time on the show. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, guys. See you. See you. Big stuff there from all right, we are going to bring you the weekly fishing report in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 101.9941 News Talk. This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoors show on 1019-941 News Talk STL. Big thanks to Tim Shelford from Drury Outdoors for joining us in that last segment. If you missed that conversation or just want to make sure that you never miss anything that happens here on the show, especially the fishing report, which is just a couple minutes away, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast. We put the Bluff City Outdoors show out as a podcast shortly after we get off the air every week. 
And that way you can take the show with you everywhere you go. We know a lot of guys like to take us with them when they're outside, when they're out on the water fishing, especially for that fishing report. And this makes it easy. We're on basically every podcast platform. So whatever your favorite one is, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, we're on all of them. You can also go to the station website, NewstalkSTL.com. You can get the uh, podcast off of our show page, and you can also go to the Bluff City Outdoors show Facebook page, or the Bluff City Outdoors Facebook page, and you can get the show podcast there as well. So all kinds of places to get the podcast. Also want to remind you, as we're talking about what a great time it is to be getting back outside. Another one of those great outdoor activities, of course, is grilling. So if you're going to be doing some grilling this weekend, make sure you have a bag of Rockwood Lump Charcoal with you. Rockwood Lump Charcoal, great local product that is just superior in just about every way to the traditional briquettes that you may be used to. It's basically grilling with pure carbon if you've never used Rockwood lump charcoal before or lump charcoal in general before. It's not filled with all of the additional chemicals and just junk filler that those traditional briquettes are. And it gives you, it's, it's, it provides a, a, a better experience across the board. It, 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 it burns hotter. It burns faster. It gives you more control over what you're doing. You don't need nearly as much charcoal to, uh, to grill. So you can, you know, you can grill some big, huge meals for the family without going through half a bag of charcoal when you're using Rockwood lump charcoal. Of course, charcoal is also the, uh, Missouri is the number one charcoal maker in the country. So you're supporting a great local business. You're supporting local industry and you're using a product that has been voted the number one consumer ranked charcoal in the country for nine years running Rockwood lump charcoal. It's available at over 100 area stores. Find the closest one to you and pick up some grilling tips and tricks all at rockwoodcharcoal.com. All right. About to get into the fishing report. Mark. Yeah, yeah. Just before we get started, Tony, yeah. though, I just went and had to update my bucket list. I, oh yeah, I, yeah. I had to scratch a wrestling a bear in Salem, Missouri, off my list. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a little disappointed there. <laughs> can't do that anymore. Yeah, nope. Can't do that yeah. anymore. It, have, it, it had started to make it away to the sent top. Sent out the 10. reminder. Yep. <laughs> How disappointing. You're just. You should have done it before they before they posted it. Yep. Yeah. Salem, Missouri Police Department just put out a. Social media post this week reminding people not to wrestle bears. I don't know what the story behind that is, but I'm sure there is one. Uh, pretty uh, pretty funny stuff. All right. We've got the uh, ever-expanding fishing report. Uh, just a reminder to you guys. You know, I told you that there's a lot of guys that take this fishing report with them, listen every week, especially out on the water. And uh, every week we are trying to add as much as we can to cover the entire bi-state area, Missouri and Illinois, so we've got you covered if you are going fishing uh, this weekend or anytime soon here each and every week with our fishing report. And, uh, Mark, you yep, go ahead. Let's and go. Now, first, off. we're about the Truman Lake with Jordan Lear. He's a guide and a buddy out there. Crappie are good. Fish uh, 10 to 25 feet of water, 6 to 20 feet down. Fish the standing timber on the main lake flats and the open water schools. Jigs and minnows are both working. Catfish, good. Drift in the main lake mud flats and humps 5 to 18 feet with fresh shad live or cut. Bass, good. Fish the main lake, windy banks, and points. Throw a half-ounce football jig around the brush piles from 8 to 20 feet deep. Square bill crankbaits, finesse worms on a shaky head are working. Top water baits working well. Spooks, whopper ploppers, and buzzbaits. Walleye, fair. Fish the main lake, humps, and the points. Crawler haunters and trolling crankbaits are working on the shallow flats. White bass and hybrids. Fish the main lake, uh, 
Humps and flats with live shed on a Carolina rig, 13 to 25 feet of water. Rattle traps are also working. Topwater bite has been decent early morning and late evening with Zara Spooks. And we'll run out to Carlisle with Eric Moore. He's on my pro staff. Carlisle Lake is uh, level is 445.15. Crappie spawn is definitely winding down in the intrusion to their uh, summer pattern. Catfish are still in the shallows and biting well as the water temp heats up. A few white bass are starting to bite, and that should continue to get better as the hotter weather gets with us. And run out to Rind, Fred Mooney. He's a guide out there. Uh, lake levels continue to drop currently at 408. Crappie bite is excellent in the timber and along the laydowns. Still getting reports of uh, buck brush producing also. The clients found more success with the jig this week than they did with minnows. ATX Avocado Moon with the pink tail. I think I got that bait at the shop. <laughs> on Orange Head is also working. Uh, catfish bite is on fire along the riprap, and the bluegills are on the beds in uh, many corners of the lake. Local rivers and lakes, Eric Morey. Uh, locally, the crappie are definitely settling into their summer pattern, and the spawn is pretty much over. The bite should increase again over the next couple of weeks as they settle into their pattern. Blue, bluegill spawn is, is still going on in some areas, and they're biting really well. Largemouth are post-spawn now and starting to settle into their summer patterns, but they're biting well. Catfish are moving in and biting on cut bait, and they're getting ready to spawn. River catfishing with Jason Schneiderhain. Han? Yep, Han. Mm-hmm. Got to get that right. There you go. Yep. Uh, St. Louis Gage, uh, 10.4. The water temp, 77.1. Fish are preferring skipjack over shad now, which that's normal. They move off a of shad and on a skipjack. Uh, yesterday, bite was good, but today it's been a lot slower. He's catching several. No real, uh, not real aggressive, he said. Shelbyville with Matt England. Lake level is 600.24. Water temp, 76 degrees. Clarity is 12 inches to 30 inches. Crappie fishing on Lake Show is excellent right now. Casting jigs, two to eight feet of water. Fish are one to seven feet. Uh, top hat plastic sliders and hair jigs. Go down to Southern Illinois, Gabe Montgomery, uh, 10 horse money. 10 horse money. Yep. Although I said all the lakes are slightly down and we continue to fall with the hot temps and the lack of rain. Kincaid, temps are 78 to 82 with five to seven feet of visibility. Bass are moving into their summer patterns. Uh, deep grass lines and points are playing right now. Look for a top water bite early and along the shady banks anytime during the day. It's a good time to throw a Zoom old monster worm and plum or watermelon candy. Two great colors. Crappie are moving deep brush piles and uh, deep grass lines are holding fish. On Legged Egypt, water temp is 78 to 82, five to seven foot of visibility. So the bass are schooling up. So this is so much fun. Look for the surface activity where you're, mm-hmm. while you're fishing on the main lake points. A small czar spook, Strike King Sexy Dog, and Chug Bow will work uh, while they're up. And after they go back down, cast a small swim bait or underspin at them. Uh, so this is one of the most fun bites of the year. Crappie are moving deep. Any cover uh, eight to eight to twelve feet has potential. Also look for the random schools out deep. Crab orchards eight uh, eighty to eighty four with one to feet three feet of visibility. So the bass stay shallow in this lake. A buzz bait early and a small crankbait are staples in the summer. And crappie are in the brush at uh, six to ten feet. And go out to the Lake of the Ozarks. Our buddy Mike Marfell out there says Lake of the Ozarks got a full moon this weekend. So a small group of what I would say will be the last of the spawning bass will be on beds. Way less than last full moon, but still something to toss into the equation of figuring out the bite. Best bet for numbers is to target post-spawn and fry-guarding bass for the post-spawn Look to secondary and main lake points near spawning areas with a jig, Texas rigged, 
brush hog, shaky head worm, or even a deep diving crankbait for those dry guarding. I'm sure that meant fry guarding for those fry guarding bass uh, behind the docks and walkways with a wacky rig, jig, and topwater bait. I like a popper type or walking bait like a Zara Spook for those fish. Something you can kill it and let it set. Bite is good and they can still be caught many ways right now from one foot out to 20 feet. So pick your favorite and go get after it. Great time of the year to be catching bass at the Lake of the Ozarks. Big boats will be out, so always stay stay, stay, stay safe and wear that life jacket and kill switch. Great stuff there from uh, Mike Marfell and the Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, great to hear that uh, it's a very, very hot time out there. And I'm yeah, sure hearing Zara spook in there a lot. Yeah, you know yeah. That's, that's just a popular. Thing. Yeah, that is been around forever. It has been, and I feel like it's made a comeback over the last couple of years. Because I remember, you're right. I mean, I remember, you know, learning how to how how to retrieve one from my dad when I was a kid, and then I didn't really see a whole lot of that. I don't know if like if buzz baits just became so popular, or some of that other top water stuff became so popular. Yeah, some but, of the other brands came out with stuff, just slight variations of the Zara Spook. I mean, yeah. Lucky Craft has their Sammy, and like Striking, he's got that. I think so. Strike dog or something like that, mm-hmm. very similar, just slightly different, you mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. you know, for years it was just the Zara Spook just kind of owned that. And right. It's good to see it, you know, that that historic bait is still working. How often have we talked about that? Like it, it absolutely, there is innovation and there are new products that help fishermen that are developed every year. But the the Fish classics, yeah, the classics are classic. Yeah. For a reason. They the, 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 you they know, just continue to work. Spinner baits, crank baits. Decade after decade. Exactly. There's a reason that so many people have them, that so many fish and have been caught on them for so many years. Yeah. It's because it's just, they work. It's because they work. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I would imagine that there's a large selection of uh, of any of those. Out of oh, yes. Absolutely. In <laughs> Old Illinois. Yeah, we're trying to... <laughs> Trying to trying to always uh, make it better too. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, make sure you visit Bluff City Outdoors in Alton, about a mile east of Fast Eddie's. Before your next fishing trip, they've got you covered across the board. And if you want to have a little fun, you can do so by taking advantage of the archery range out there and the state of the art techno hunt system. And speaking of Bluff City, before we wrap things up, one more reminder because we're only a week away now. You guys are a big part of the kids' fishing fair at Pier Marquette. At this Pier Marquette, yep, yeah. on June tenth. Yep. Come on out. Uh, there's a ton of activities for the kids. They get like a checklist, and they get to run around to these different booths and accomplish different feats. And uh, it's just it's fun. I think That's they so had about cool. 500 kids out there last year. Love it. So it's just it's a big event. Uh, it's cool. Come on out. And yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Mark and Bluff City are going to be there. Our buddy Mike Marfell is going to be there, and I believe that myself and James Colombo are going to be there. My son. So we hope to see everybody out there, and of course. Uh, We'll see you back here next week for another edition of the Bluff City Outdoor Show. In the meantime, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast. Make sure you are following Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook and on their website, bluffcityoutdoors.com. And for producer Leah and Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show here on 1019 and 94.1. Do stop, guesting. On a long, hot summer day, and 